Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of Just What the Doctor Ordered, the University of South Carolina School of Medicine Greenville's podcast where we discuss relevant news you can use from the upstate. I'm your host, Kendall Givens-Little. And in this episode, I'll be sitting down with Dr. Lauren Fowler, the Root Cause Faculty Advisor for the program Root Cause. We're going to discuss how this program benefits our local community and how you can get involved. Dr. Fowler is joined by core team member Kate Gertain, a student director of the Root Cause program who will also speak about her experiences working with the program. Welcome to the both of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Welcome, welcome. All right, so we're going to get this rolling. So Dr. Fowler, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got involved uh, with the Root Cause program. I, uh, you work here at the University of South Carolina School of Medicine, Greenville. How did that translate over to Root Cause? What made you want to be involved with that? Well, thank you. Um, I am an associate professor of neuroscience here, and I've been here three and a half years, um, and I've been an educator for more than 20 years. And I taught primarily at an undergraduate institution before coming here and was very passionate about not just teaching, but giving back to the community and figuring out a way to help students learn to get more involved with their community because I think that what we do with our education is very, very important, not just learning something, but doing something with it. And so when I first started at um, USC School of Medicine Greenville, I w had the opportunity to become involved with the community outreach leadership team uh, that helped establish Root Cause. And it was a wonderful opportunity for me to continue my outreach, but also to get to know my community better. Okay, so you said you were a part of the initial group who started the, the Root Cause program? Yes. Uh, well, what, what was the need? Why did you see a need uh, to, to create such a program here in the upstate? Well, the, there were many needs. And so one of the first needs were the medical school wanted to figure out a way to coordinate our outreach so that we weren't just um, going out without any organization, without any insight about what was needed. Because I think one of the things that's really important is when you're engaged with the community to have bi-directional engagement so mm -hmm. that we're not just volunteering and, and doing something and not keeping track of it. We're asking community members, what do you need and how can we help meet that need? And so in 2018, the community outreach organization um, or the leadership team looked at the um, different assessments to determine the needs of the upstate. Mm -hmm. And one of the needs um, was, was shown to be in... Uh, Deneen. So based on things like poverty rate, they had more than 20% poverty wow. rate, high rates of diabetes, obesity, and they perceive themselves as having um, low access to health care, which is really ironic because the Deneen community is adjacent to the hospital here. And so um, it seemed like a perfect fit for us mm -hmm. to try to address the needs of our immediate community uh, and so we established a contact with members of the Dean community, leaders in the community, as well as with United Way, who already had partnerships with leaders in the community. Uh, and that gave us the opportunity to hear from those leaders, what do you need and what can we do? Awesome. And it was a fantastic opportunity for us because our medical students want to be involved in the community, mm -hmm. want to be engaged, mm -hmm. and they... Uh, I really, I think, just needed direction on what can they do that would make the most impact. 
so this gave us the opportunity to meet the needs of the community as well as give our students the opportunity to meet their future patient population. So we established Root Cause, which is a monthly health fair that is designed to provide access to materials for the members of the community so that they can learn about healthy eating, healthy lifestyles. Um, they are provided a free meal from Project Host. Wow. Uh, we also had um, uh, we had people who were uh, providing access to physicians so that they were helping them to sign up for uh, primary care physicians. Uh, we had, I believe it's legal access, is, or is, was it called legal access? I believe so. Uh, okay. Who was who would come so that um, people who had um, questions, that legal issues, that they, they were providing free information for them. So the, the point was to really give members of the community um, a place where they could come together to be more cohesive, because that's one of the things the Deneen community said that they mm -hmm. needed. They felt like it was not a cohesive community any longer. There was um, a lot of transition. And this was a place where they could come and have a meal and sit down and get access to information and provided uh, an opportunity for com other community outreach organizations mm -hmm. to come together. So um, you have a lot of organizations that want to do something for the communities in need, but they don't have a venue to do it. And so Root Cause provided that venue. Wow. Uh, I think one of the beautiful things is, um, you know, one of the misconceptions is this is a, a meal program where you can come get a free meal, but you guys offer so much more than just a, a free meal. Um, and you touched on something about um, the students pretty much driving this effort. And so a uh, great segue over to, uh, to Kate. Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do here uh, at the School of Medicine Greenville and your role uh, working with Root Cause. Sure. Um, so I'm a second year med student here and I started with Root Cause last year as the assistant director um, while the current director or the previous director transitioned out in the third year. And you know, when I came to Greenville, it was during COVID and I had been really involved in my uh, community where I went to college in Ashland with EMS and with our local circles Ashland program. And that was a huge void because all of a sudden it was taken away from COVID. Mm -hmm. And like it, I think it just emphasized how much I missed being involved in connecting with the community. And I was new here. I didn't really know much about the area. So uh, when the opportunity for Root Cause came, it was actually during a lecture with Dr. Fowler for okay. our IPM course. Um, I was really excited about it and I applied and it seemed like something that kind of related to what I'd previously done. And it also seemed like a way to get involved that was meaningful and it provided me some background about the community here that I just didn't have previously. Um, so as the root cause director, my main, my main thing is to get students involved and to kind of make sure that the community partners have what they need. And I do a lot of work with Dr. Springhart, Dr. Jennifer Springhart, with the community partners. Mm -hmm. um, but I mostly work with the students and we get all of our students involved in a lot of ways. So students can volunteer to help run the show, mm -hmm. or they can volunteer to provide information to the community. Um, we had some students pair up with Dr. Greer to provide a whole bunch of information about vaccine hesitancy, about COVID, and then mm -hmm. I think just generally vaccine hesitancy. So that was like a really relevant outreach that a lot of people felt was really important. And I think it gives students an opportunity to connect in a way that feels meaningful. Awesome. From a, from a student's perspective, uh, uh, where are you originally from? Um, I'm from Maryland and New Jersey, and I went to college in Virginia. Wow. Okay, and you, you made it all the way down here to South Carolina. Yeah, I finished my senior year of high school in South Carolina. Awesome. Um, so as a, a, a future physician, 
um, and in getting involved with a program that, that directly impacts and touches the community. Why was that important for you? Why was it important for you to, to learn the community uh, where you're going to be serving? I think the most important reason to learn your community is you can't fully assess what someone needs if you don't ask them and if you're not a part of the community. Otherwise, you might just be making kind of decisions based on what you think is important. And I think that connection is really essential to really making change um, and finding out what the people in this particular area need because, you know, Greenville was a little bit different than a lot of the needs we saw in Ashland or I perceived in Ashland. So I think it was just really essential for students to understand that you have to, like, look at your patient in the Mm -hmm. future and ask them. Look at your community and ask what your community needs. Wow. Awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm looking here, and I see you guys have, over the years, Dr. Fowler, you, you, you guys have partnered with a number of organizations here in the upstate, um, from Access Health to the Bradshaw Institute uh, to the to, to Kmart. I'm seeing Kmart up here, and I haven't heard about Kmart in a while. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of these partnerships and how some of these organizations locally, if they, if they like, and this would be a question for uh, Kate and, and, and Dr. Fowler, uh, how can organizations get involved? What is, is there a need? Do you guys need any type of support, supplies, or anything? Like, uh, let's talk about the need for the program and how community can get involved. Well, I think one of the uh, big things, and we were so grateful for Kmart because uh, this is how we really got started with the location. Kmart let us use their parking lot. Wow. And it's really a hub for the Deneen community. We were trying to figure out a way to do it that would attract the most people uh, and we had looked at going into one of the two main churches that were in the community, but we were really looking for an outdoor venue that would allow people to be going by and see, oh, hey, here, something's going on. I want to be a part of that. So Kmart was really wonderful in their sponsorship, and they would advertise to their um, to the people who were going in um, to Kmart themselves. They would come out and be like, oh, I want to participate. So when Kmart left, it was it really left a gap that needed to be filled. And Food Lion has been very supportive in letting us use the parking lot. Awesome. Uh, but we definitely can use more um, community sponsors. In part, uh, you always we can always use funding to help um, provide some resources to members of the community. But we also uh, need help with advertising and to try to reach the members of the community that need the most mm-hmm. help. And mm-hmm. that's one of our biggest, uh, I would say, the biggest challenges is trying to reach the members of the community that really need the most help. And how can we get the word out? And so we're looking for ways to provide these resources to people who have, who live basically in a food desert um, and don't perceive themselves to have access to healthcare. We want to give them this material, but we just need to get the word out to them. Awesome. And you, and you know, you said a word that I think gets floated around a lot that some people may not fully grasp what that means because there's a store down the street, mm-hmm. there's a Dollar General down the street, there's a gas station that, that has things in it that I could eat. So uh, when you say food desert, um, and this could be a question for you too, Kate, what, what does that mean? I mean, I, I drive past a million stores when I leave here. So when you say food desert, what does that, that mean? I think that food desert can mean a couple of different things. Um, you know, if you, it doesn't matter if there's a grocery store if you can't afford the food that's in mm-hmm. it. Uh, it doesn't matter if there's a grocery store if you don't know how to cook healthy food or if you're really trying to, like, extend any EBT benefits, mm-hmm. right? The best way to spend that is on packaged processed foods. That will go the furthest in your household, particularly if that is not a supplemental money for you, if that's, like, your only source of food money. Um, and then some people may not have transportation necessarily. They would have to walk to the store, mm-hmm. which can really limit it, particularly if you have small kids 
or you're caring for a parent. So I think food desert isn't just the lack of food in the area. It's the lack of being able to get the food. And there are places where people do live in this around here where they are like quite literally far from a grocery store. Um, And maybe all they have access to is maybe a gas station or something like that. And to follow up on that, I think um, one of the projects that Kate has been involved with that some of our other medical students are involved with are grocery store tours Mm. and providing grocery store tours to members in the community. And we have them that um, we've developed that are both live and virtual. We've done three, um, the virtual reality uh, grocery store tours so that, you know, just because of COVID, but to provide people the opportunity to see this is what you, when you go into a grocery store, Mm -hmm. this is what you're looking for. And these are the foods you want to focus on. And here's how to read the nutritional label. Um, And so we have put in a few uh, local grants to try to fund this a little bit more uh, for members of the community. But we also did it at the Sphinx, because when you think about what do people have access to, usually there's a gas station or something, or like Mm -hmm. you said, Family Dollar, um, that's within walking distance. And how do you go into one of those places and make healthy food choices? Mm -hmm. And to follow up on what Kate said about Food Lion, Food Lion is a fantastic resource if you can get there and if you can afford the food. Mm -hmm. But if you live a mile away and you don't have transportation and there's not a bus stop close to you, that's when it really becomes challenging. And so people are kind of at the mercy of what they can pick up at Sphinx or QT or something like that. Wow. So you guys not are only just providing nourishment, but you're providing the knowledge so that individuals can take that and and live a, a healthy lifestyle uh, going forward and, and how they choose what they put in their bodies. We are keeping track of the number of community members who attend each booth because what we're trying to do is kind of a continuous quality assessment to say, are we meeting the needs of the community? Mm-hmm. Do they? We don't want to have 30 booths and have them show up and say, I'm not interested in any of these. The, the CPR table is one of the most popular, and we have adult and baby uh, CPR, and we've had over 150 community members who have learned hands-only CPR. And so I think we are very proud of that, that we're giving them tools to help them be successful. We also have a table that uh, Casey from the Student um, Success Office mm-hmm. Casey does a cooking demonstration, and then he provide he shows people how to make healthy, delicious food, and then he gives them the recipe. But he's showing them how to do it, and then they get to take the food, and then he gives them the recipe. And you have community members who say, "Oh, I've never heard of this spice, or I've never I've never seen it done like this. I didn't know what to do." And so uh, he's actively teaching them. But we also have had things where we've had people who will be driving by, they'll see what we're doing, and they'll stop and say, "I didn't know where my meal was coming from." Wow. And they would come over and get food from Project Host. We've had people who appear to be homeless who have walked up to get food. We've provided socks. Socks are one of the things that people who are living on the street say that they need the most. And so we have been providing socks to people. And so I, we know that we're making an impact in the people that we see at like an immediate impact. But we're also keeping track of long-term impact so that mm-hmm. we can try to develop sessions that, so we can pick this up and do it in another community once we have a successful model. Um, one of our most recent partners is the coroner's office, um, and they've let us use their parking lot. They've helped us with some community outreach in terms of substance abuse, and they've just been a really great partner so far. Awesome. Um, and they've hosted our last two events in their parking lot, and it's been really great. They have like this great van um, of information about substance use and like what it may feel like if you're experiencing that and a lot of other information 
in the van. I think it's been a really great outreach to the community as well. Awesome. Well, I, I want to thank the community for helping us to become better partners. And I think, again, we hear what the community needs are through different organizations, but if there's something that the members in the community would like us to know, we would love to hear it. And um, United Way has helped provide us um, with information about these are things that members of the community have asked for, and so going to representatives at United Way or coming to us. But I would just say that we look forward to continuing our partnership and expanding it. We're not planning to, to leave and go anywhere. This is something that we feel has been very successful for everybody involved, and we just want to continue and to expand it. All right. Any last words, Kate? Um, I think that, again, I'd like to thank the community, like Dr. Fowler, but I also think it's really important for everyone uh, to kind of view root cause as a way to improve overall health. We're not just doing CPR. We're not just giving you vaccine information. We're not just giving you potentially food if you need it or want it. Um, We're also able to provide so many other connections and ways to help people make their lives better. Um, And so I think that's just really the venue of root cause is to help people improve their lives as much as we can. All right. So that's it. Go ahead, Doc. I I wanted to also thank the community partners, and we've had a really great time getting to know them, and I think Mm -hmm. that we've been able to form a strong partnership with community partners. And also just a shout-out to Dr. Jenkins, um, the dean of the medical school, Mm -hmm. because it's only through um, funding from the school that we've been able to be as successful as we have been. Awesome. So, so if there are other organizations uh, who may have the space to host you guys, you guys are interested in possibly uh, partnering with other organizations here in the upstate to use space or donations, et cetera? Absolutely. And uh, potentially to expand into other communities of need as well. Awesome. So, so the ultimate goal is to eventually cover the entire span of the upstate. It is, and I think um, our focus initially was on communities that are served by Prisma Health because we work in partnership with Prisma. Awesome. But if we can uh, if we can develop an effective model, we are happy to share it with other organizations and spread it around as much as we can. Good. And we also have been very um, lucky to have been funded by AEMC, the American Academy of Medical Colleges. Um, Dr. Angela Sharkey, who is a former uh, associate dean here, Um, wrote a grant and allowed us to get $10,000 that we could use to put back into our community and to promote student leadership um, with root cause. And so we were very fortunate to get that funding as well. Great. And I want to emphasize the student-led portion of this. And I just want to say how impressed I am that these people who are our future physicians Mm -hmm. are taking the initiative to become more familiar with our community in addition to everything they're doing, and medical school is very challenging. It is. And Kate and Brandon both are amazing leaders who are able to harness the the enthusiasm um, and the passion that the medical students have uh, to get out in the community and to help organize that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so impressed with what they're able to do, and it makes me feel fantastic about our future physicians, um, knowing that they care so much that they are doing this above and beyond um, their normal load, and it's yeah. just amazing to me. And we are grateful uh, for Root Cause and what you guys are doing. Um, and again, we encourage more community partners to join us in this endeavor. Um, we are one community, and we can use the help, use the resources. So please, if you're listening, uh, reach out to help, uh, give back to the community. Um, Dr. Fowler, uh, Kate, um, I want to thank both of you ladies so much for joining us. Um, we gained so much positive information about what Root Cause is and have taken a greater dive into 
to what you do in the community. And um, I'm excited about the future of, of the program. Um, any, any last thoughts or any last words for the, uh, the upstate um, as they're listening? Um, I think one of our big messages is that people have so much more control over their own health than they think they do. Mm. And we just want to encourage people to, um, to seek out what, I guess, um, to look for what they can do to be as healthy as possible instead of reacting to an illness, trying to be healthier. And we are here to help provide the tools in case you don't know what you need. Mm. So, so it's kind of like uh, we're the vehicle, and we have to make sure we're putting the right gas into the vehicle to make sure it functions properly. Absolutely. Got you, got you. Any last words, Kate? I think the most important thing is to just know that we're here for the community, and we're here to connect you with us, with mm-hmm. each other, with our community partners, um, and it's really about connecting and learning and growing together. Awesome, awesome. So if you're listening uh, and you want to get involved, again, please check out the website at sc.edu. There's a search bar at the top right. If you type in root cause, R-O-O-T, cause, C-A-U-S-E, you can pull up information about the program and how you can get involved with the program. Again, thank you, ladies, so much for joining us. Uh, This has been the fifth episode of Just What the Doctor Ordered, the University of South Carolina School of Medicine Greenville's podcast, where we discuss relevant news you can use. (laughs) 